So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different you ready let's go all right yo what's up jd family it's your boy d starks starks artist and you're tuned in to the just different podcast we're talking everything faith life and culture episode 26 26 man we here we here here. we're tapped in after after a little interlude we had you know a little intermission just a little break you know i'm back in action Back to the regular scheduled uh, program. Program, yeah, right? You know what we are. <laughs> we back here, we back here. <laughs> but we know uh, what we got. We got uh, Valentine's Day coming it's up coming Monday. Up soon. It's so it's kind of Valentine's Day weekend of sorts. You know. Yeah, I know everybody. You know, getting their flowers yeah. and chocolates and teddy bears and stuff. I saw my some of my guys are. Um, you know, everybody. This is this is the se- this is the season. It is you know, the season. love it is, is in the season. air. Um, it is right. How, are you feeling the? Are you, Am I f- feeling the love in the air? I can sense it, yeah. Mm. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is that February 14th, the schedule's free. That's all. Oh, so you, yo, yeah, you. I'm just bitter. Oh, so you are hating? <laughs> 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 no, nah, yeah, we um, we know everyone you knows getting ready for Valentine's Day. You know, this is the season. Love is in the air. It's on everybody's mind. And so we actually had someone DM us. A while ago, had messaged us, yeah. uh, made a comment. And they they were like, "Yo, y'all should do an EP or an episode on the definition of love." Mm-hmm. And the true definition of love is what they said. And I was like, I really felt like that was a really good conversation to have and a great topic. So we've had this in the, ar- the archives for a while. Yeah, it's been. Um, but you know, since we got you know 
The season of love is here. Yep. The day's coming up. So we just felt it would be appropriate to go ahead and just hit on it now. Um, so, yeah, you know, this is, uh, we're going to title this, what, if it isn't love. If it isn't love. If it isn't love. Why do I feel this way? A new edition. Why does she stay on? I don't think they know my about mind. That. Yeah, they don't know about that. They, That's I don't think they do. It's a new edition. But without further ado, let's get straight let's into go, it. Let's go, bro. So, really, when you're thinking about love um, itself, man, it's somewhat complicated. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. That's what it is. I wouldn't say like super complicated, but it's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. But so we're going to be talking about different aspects of it. This isn't it. This is not love in its totality. But we thought this was an important conversation to have just because in our generation and the culture we're seeing right now, the definition or idea of what love is is just so distorted. Right. And everyone, I believe, is longing for love itself. But more importantly, proper definition of it. Mm -hmm. Like what is love? Um, And there's like this mix. We see a lot of times between like love and lust. Right. And the lines between the two is so blurred. And like for me, for a long time, honestly, I really didn't know the difference between the two. And I think a lot of people are not like that same space. Yeah. Um, and and there's always this battle between what the culture is trying to like feed us and what God is wanting to say. Yeah. And we mention this and highlight this a lot, but we have to always make sure that we're unlearning and relearning. Because a lot of our definition of what love is has come or it's based upon the love we've always received. Yeah. Right. When we talk talk about like households from mm-hmm. our parents, grandparents, us, uncles, cousins, and then obviously getting taught by just the culture and the yeah. schools and things like that. And so ultimately, we always have to be unlearning the things we've been taught um, and then teaching ourselves the things God wants us to know mm-hmm. from a biblical perspective always. So for me. When we talk about, like, love, one of the first things, I guess, I had to learn that really shook my perspective on love itself, it's really starting with what love isn't. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned this because I went back and listened to You Cute But Can You Pray because we talked a lot about relationships in different forms and different ways, but love itself we haven't really covered. Um, But the first thing I wanted to mention is that love is not a feeling. It's not. I love like is not a feeling mm-hmm. uh it's a decision yeah um you know we've heard it before um and we've seen different like videos the clips the tiktoks but it's not a feeling because love is what you do in spite of how you feel right. and for me when you're thinking about it wherever feelings are involved conditions will always be present mm. wherever feelings are involved conditions will always be present so i'll love you if if that if clause i feel like it right you know if the stars align mm-hmm. the sun sets in the right right yeah, position right right, right. You know, if it's the right temperature outside mm-hmm. then then i may give you love mm-hmm. i may express this to you you know what i mean if, if i have a good day at work right. my week's been going well my teacher ain't really get on my nerves yeah my parents not irking me mm-hmm. then you know i'll consider it possibly maybe we'll see but <laughs> But ultimately, I don't believe that's love at all, mm-hmm. because at it, when you think about it, at this point, when you don't meet the desire for my sensual pleasure or how I feel, I'm done with you. Right. If you don't, if you don't fit the mode of how I'm feeling a particular moment or what I feel like it should look like, then I'm not going to give you love. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to give you what I know I'm commanded to express, and so. 
that's why it can't be it, it can't be a feeling because what those, those are fickle exactly. they're here one day gone the next up one day down the next and that's not love at all and this is for the ogs but i remember uh in just an intro i had mentioned this but it was god doesn't love us if he doesn't love us when he doesn't love us because he loves us period period we need it on a shirt Needed on a shirt, but love he loves period. us, period. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because when I was kind of studying for this and looking yeah. up different things and sermons, I was listening to something by Miles Monroe. He was a he asked a rhetorical question. He said, "Why does God love us?" Mm-hmm. And then he continued to say that when you look at the Bible in all sixty six books, through every verse, every chapter, you see that there's nowhere in the Bible that explains or gives a description or some. A reason on why God loves us and then he said that's because kind of with what I mentioned earlier wherever there's a reason there will be a condition because you know I, I love you because of your intelligence because of your beauty because of your courage because yeah. of your faith because of your boldness because of you know just who you are right but what happens when my beauty fades what then what happens when my intelligence ceases? It's bound to happen. When I have a moment that I'm not bold. Right. I'm not that courageous. Mm-hmm. Or I'm in a period of my life where I'm not acting like myself. Mm-hmm. Then my love fades. Where is it that then? And he was saying that if there's a reason he loves us, then at some point that reason will give him that will give him a reason not to. Mm-hmm. And so and even bigger than that, when you think about it, he loves us because that's who he is. Mm. <laughs> a lot of that has nothing Say to do it. with us itself. God is love. Mm-hmm. It talks about that in First John 4. And so I bring all that up to say that if God's love isn't conditional, I don't believe ours should be either. On any level, when we're thinking about friendships, we're thinking about family, even on a romantic level, it shouldn't be conditional. And, you know, in Mark twelve thirty one, when he talks about to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, there's no condition there. There's no if statement. There's no but statement. There's no because. Mm. There's no you should do it if this, when this. It's love them, period. Mm. So as he approaches it, I believe that's how we need to be thinking about what love is you know, when we're starting out like the conversation is that it's not a feeling. It's an intentional choice and decision and action that you take every day when you wake up. And that's a good point. As you're even talking, I'm kind of just realizing that what God says about love is very counterculture and cultural. And that's why this this uh, conversation is so important, because I think that's even how a lot of people do see love as a conditional thing. You know, even going deeper on that, I think. You know, the culture defines love as, you know, a once in a lifetime choice. While well, I see God defines it as a daily decision. You know, the culture defines love as, you know, a completion to a journey. But I think God defines it as something that will aid you in the journey. So I think. Yo, yo, hold on. We're not about to pass through that. What? <laughs> run that. Run, I, hold on. Say that. Say that again. I said the culture defines love as a once in a lifetime choice. But God defines love as a daily decision. The culture defines it as a once in a lifetime choice. God defines it. It's a daily decision. A daily decision. What was that? What was the next part? I said the culture defines love as a completion to your journey, but God defines it as something that will aid you in a in your journey. I like that. Yeah, so I that's think, a bar. Yeah, no, I, like I think that. it's very it's very countercultural, and even talking on that topic of like love is is isn't just a feeling. I think when you make it just a feeling, it detaches the effort from it. That's mm. what I've noticed in my own experience. I had to realize that. 
you have to put that effort in and do your due diligence of learning one another right. and being on the same page because all of us have different life languages. I think this is something that stems from, you know, where you grew up, who mm -hmm. taught you, you know, all these other things, et cetera, that plays into that. But for example, like a person who grows up in a home where, you know, the parents are very wealthy and they exchange gifts, they might see love as, you know, gift giving. But someone who didn't grow up in, you know, a family that was as fortunate and their family and their parents spent a lot of time together, that might see how that might be how they see love, right? So when these two come together and they don't do that due diligence of communicating and, and learning each other. Then there's going to be there's going to be disconnect there. There's mm -hmm. going to be some miscommunication there. So you have to understand that that effort has to come with it. You can't just make love that feeling and like leave it just at that. Facts. No, and I was going to mention that in my next point. It's like that. I believe love is learned, mm -hmm. and more specifically, you have to learn how to express love. Right? You don't necessarily learn how to love. I feel like that's that's something that comes from the spirit. Right? That's a fruit of the spirit that you gain from the spirit. But in terms of you must learn how to express it yeah. in different ways and what that looks like for yourself and for different people. And you said this in EP3 when I was going back on it, but you said that we focus so much on falling in love. We never educate ourselves on how to stay there. Right. We focus so much on falling in love. We never educate ourselves on how to actually stay in love and i think it's important what you're saying in terms of like it takes effort mm -hmm. because when you're thinking about love like we said it's a it's a lot to unpack and like love has it has types it has different definitions it has languages so this is the thing you really have to digest really? and it doesn't just come automatically mm -hmm. you know like just from some passionate romantic connection or some type of you know eye contact you made with somebody <laughs> at school That's or at that function yeah. <laughs> um and i don't think love is something you just fall into mm. i don't think it's something you fall into because when you think about when you think about you know falling in love or i fell in love or we fell in love yeah. i think it's dangerous because the mis there's a misconception behind it and expresses this notion that love is effortless mm. and it that love is effort effortless and it doesn't take too much work or too much intentional activity for it to really happen or for it to cultivate or for it to be lasting because when you think about it like you usually you usually fall by accident. By, by accident. You usually fall by accident. Mm -hmm. And so whenever, like, you know, subconsciously, not that you intentionally think that, of course, love, you think in our heads, okay, love takes effort. But I think this, I don't know, hopeless romantic mm -hmm. type of, yeah. avert, like, over or overtly romanticizing this idea of love has made us think it's just like super effortless mm. right now i'm thinking that for me what if i had to realize the fact that love is extremely intentional mm. and love itself is like practical yeah a lot of times and i don't think like we realize that to its totality mm -hmm. a lot and I think even talking about, like, that hopeless romantic attitude, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I feel like, for me personally, I'm, a t I'm the type of guy that's, like, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. So it's, like, obviously having your hopes high for something, but also making sure that you're prepared for when it actually comes to you. So when we're talking about, like, you know, this hopeless romantic thing, I don't think there's, there's anything necessarily wrong with that. It's just the preparation that comes along with that, that excitement for the idea of it. No facts, yeah, and I think a lot of people they don't want to talk about this just because they think that the practicality love takes the romance out of it. Mm. Because learning how to communicate, taking time to navigate through arguments, mm -hmm. sacrificing your preference for theirs, 
putting your pride aside yep. to serve who you're with, yep. your significant other, the person you committed your life to, making that daily decision, that's not rose petals in the bathroom. It isn't. It isn't. That ain't the bubble bath with the candles lit. That's not. That ain't the cute picture under the tree because y'all just had a picnic with the wind blowing, the sun's bright, and the sky's blue. You know, like, it. that's not, that ain't really what it is. Mm. When right. you think about the practicality of, you know, that sacrifice that it takes and the, the work and that effort. Um, so that's why a lot of people, and that's where, where I was at for a long time, for real, because yeah. it was just like, yo, that that idea of, you know, like I said, like, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. Like, I'm going to admit it. Like, the love in basketball, the fault in our stars. I mean, I ain't, I ain't watched the notebook, but I definitely know I'd eat it up, like, when I do. So it was always like it was just like i said it was something that you just you fell into mm-hmm. and it was just just like this event it was ooh like you said earlier it was just this event mm. that's what love felt like it was an e- it was a event Damn. not realizing it was something that like it was more than an event like it's actually it was a process it was a process it's a process. And I think that's where I got stuck. And like when you think about what, what, it, what an event is, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of celebration, a lot of a lot of hype surrounding it, right? And it happens, but what happens when, when it's over? Mm-hmm. Right? To people always talk about like honeymoon stages sometimes. And I yeah. think that's what we just think love in its totality is. And so I think just having this idea that it does take effort and it does take work, but that doesn't take out, like you said, the romantic part of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just because it does it. take effort and there is sacrifice involved doesn't mean it's something that isn't beautiful, mm-hmm. right? That it can't look like or feel like at times that, you know, that picture movie-like type of thing. Exactly. But it's understanding that there's a lot more attached to the whole idea of, quote-unquote, being in love. Yeah, no, exactly. Being it's, in love and saying that you love somebody day, else. It's a gift from God. It's something right. made from God. It's a beautiful thing. It's just been kind of perverted in a way and the definition that's kind of got away from it. And that's all it really is. But... I think even when I was thinking on when love and everything, I think it was kind of ignorant of me to think that it, something so complex was so like easy, you know. Even till recently, I didn't even know there's different love languages. Did you know that? I just recently found that out though. Don't seriously hey, don't, don't kill me. I just recently found out. Not like recently, like a year, like a year or two. Okay, I guess that's fair. You know, I just found out like there's different loves: wor- words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Like. And kind of, I guess that makes sense, but it's like when you don't really take the time to learn that, you kind of just like don't really think too much about mm-hmm. it. So that's why it's important, I think, like we're talking about, to put that effort in to really realize what you're getting into before you kind of just jump into it, you know? Fact. So I think it, it kind of became dangerous when we just made something, you we made love something you don't learn. Exactly. When we made it something you don't learn and some, then it wasn't something you actually sit down and talked about. Mm, you're right. And actually was intentional about, okay, this is what this looks like. This is what it should be mm. and what it shouldn't look like. Exactly. You know, because like I said, a lot of our definition of it is just a lot of what love is is just through past experience. Mm. And so I've shaped what I believe love to be or what it should look like from what I've always known. Mm. And so uh, if it may not be correct, yeah. it's what my truth is. Exactly. What if what you've shown wasn't correct? Exactly. That's the so yeah. understanding that it is learned, I think, is important. Now, I wanted to bring up the scripture because, or this verse at least, because this is the one everybody got in their home, up in their crib. I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging. <laughs> it's all grace. We got it. My mom still got it. Like, entire 19th of July, she's got it. But 1 Corinthians 13, 
verses four through five and it says that love is patient Mm -hmm. love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered angered it keeps no record of wrongs now for me whenever i read this i really think about like love is sacrifice Mm, right if I'm summing this up when I'm looking at all these characteristics of what the Bible is saying, what love is and what it's not, all I see is sacrifice in every one of these statements. Mm-hmm. And because when you think about it, you have to put your preference aside to serve one of, to serve who you're with, mm-hmm. to serve who you're in community with, who you're in relationship with, to be patient and to be kind. Right. You have to humble yourself put your pride aside mm. what you think things should be so you cannot be envious so right. you don't boast so you're not proud right mm. and then you have to also understand that you can't put your own attitude aside to make sure that you're not dishonoring others mm. and that you're not self-seeking right. right and you have to tap into again like that patience and long suffering from the spirit mm. that it's not natural to you so you're not easily angered. Exactly. So and so on and so forth. And when you're thinking about like these things, each one of them takes sacrifice and intentional effort to really keep up with. And I don't know why, but for the first time when I was reading this, even before the uh, before we recorded, it's what I it's the first time I saw that mm-hmm. that all these things take sacrifice. And I think we always we love to quote this. We love to put this on on the Pinterest background. We do. Trust me on the Visco. And the nice Instagram and the Instagram page with a nice uh, background yeah. you know, up on the wall, and it's romanticized, which I don't think is always a problem. But I think I don't know. I never. I think because of that reason, sometimes I was blinded by the fact that yo, this is all work. It is. Like yo, not like, to boast. Oh, like dang. Not self seeking, bro. Like keep no records or wrongs. Really? Like to forgive. Forget. That ain't nothing that you just do. That ain't nothing you just walk into like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I got you. I heard you. Oh, yeah, this is real, though. This is love. So, you know, it's going to be something that's that easy. Like, so just kind of reiterating like we had already stated and like um, highlighting that because when I read that verse for the first time, it's like, I don't know why. It was like when I really saw sacrifice Mm -hmm. a lot and a lot of it. Yeah. And even another testament of that is I think is when I read John 316, it says God so loved the world that he gave. You know, so he loves, so he gave. So sometimes love looks like giving. Mm. And I think this is important because I've noticed, think about it. When you're living your whole life thinking about love, subconsciously, you're kind of only thinking about how it can benefit you. You know, like, oh, I want love. It's going to make me happy. You know what I mean? It's going to make me content. But we don't really think much about, oh, I want love so I can give, you know? Right. So I think we need to even rewrite the way that we're looking at that instead of, so even recently, instead of looking at love like, I want to find my wife, I look at love like, how can I become better for my future wife? You know, so like mm. looking at it more of like a, what am I giving? Not just what am I taking? Because exactly. it, it is like a give and take type of thing. So 100%. Yeah, I think, I, think I, whenever I was watching some things and doing some study, I think someone described or defined love as what you're willing to give up for someone. I like that. I like that one. It's it's what you're willing to forfeit mm-hmm. for someone else. That's love. Mm. It actually has nothing to do with you. That's tough. And I was like, dang. Mic drop. Like, that's really deep. I've never really, really thought of it like that. When you think about love, when you're making that commitment mm. on any level, right? If that's with friends, platonic, we're talking more romantic in yeah. these senses, but 
you know, if so, I I love you. That means I'm willing to give something up for that love. I'm willing to give something up for you. I'm willing to sacrifice for you. I'm willing to put my preference, my pride, what I would like to see aside for you. That's love. It actually has nothing to do with you. So, yeah. I thought that was a good point that somebody brought up, but it goes back into what you're saying. No, that's a good point. So, yeah, and even further when you're thinking about love, like Jordan mentioned earlier, the love love languages and all that's about love languages. You have to be more acquainted, not only acquainted with how you receive love, but how who you're who you're around receives it as well. Mm. Right. Like and so that's another part of like sacrifice and putting yourself aside is the fact, OK, if my 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 love language may be words of affirmation, but my family, my family members may be acts of service. Mm. Right. So you can't always just make this assumption and make, okay, how I receive love is how everyone else does as well. It always takes that sacrifice. And then we're thinking about languages. You also got to think about there's like types of love. Right. So we've heard these before. What is Eros, Storge, Philia and Agape? So when you're thinking about Eros, that's your romantic love. So that's your little boo thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Stor- uh, Storge, which is more family. So that's your, you know, your mama your daddy, your your auntie, yeah. your pops, your grandma, and all that good stuff. And then you got, then you have philia, which is more um, <laughs> brotherly love. Um, and just like, you know, your acquaintances, peers, friends, you can put like, you know, that that category in that. Then you have agape, which is ultimately God's love and the love that he has for humankind. So typically, that's the four that we are, a lot of people are familiar and acquainted with. That's the ones that I've learned. But ultimately, if I'm being honest with y'all, I learned this. I'm like, that's cool. Like, you know, <laughs> you know that one TikTok sound. It's like, this is good. This is good. But why not go put this energy into like a job or something? <laughs> that's how I felt when I learned this. I'm yeah. like, this was cool, right? And it was nice. And I mean, this is when I was super, super young. But okay, how does this apply to me? Like, how is this really important? What significance does this have for me actually understanding different types of love and what that what that even means? Exactly. And all these Greek words. So I was thinking about that for myself. And now, like, I think this is important because you have to realize every relationship requires definition. Mm-hmm. Every relationship requires definition. There's so in terms of in terms of definition, you have to know, like, the boundaries, the ins and outs and the limits of who you are in relationship with on every level. And so with that being said, there's no way you should be expressing romantic romantic love and brotherly connections right right like there there's there's no way oh well like he's just my friend but that love you're extending is romantic in nature mm, that doesn't good. fit the definition exactly and i think that sometimes we believe we have to show the same type of love to every type of person but you have to understand that every type of person in your life isn't fit for the same type of love so you have to understand these different things so you're understanding different boundaries that you have, right? So, like, in terms of you shouldn't be attempting to give God's love and romantic connections because that's something you'll never fulfill. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Missionary dating, trying to bring someone into their salvation and closer to mm-hmm. God, and only his love can do that. Yep, that's the one. So— with that being said, that's why it's, that's why it's important um, to understand how these different things are expressed. And it's because you can send love that doesn't fit definition. Mm. Okay. 
And what happens when something doesn't fit? It causes tension. You said something. It causes tension. Mm -hmm. And so you're what like you're walking around in shoes that don't fit completely uncomfortable, but still doing it for the aesthetic because it looks good. Right. Because it feels like it's an image you have to uphold and something you have to do. Right. And so when you translate that to relationships, I think a lot of people are walking around uncomfortable and I think a lot of people are walking around very uncomfortable in very tense situations, carrying unnecessary weight in things because you sent love or expressed love in the in the wrong direction. That didn't fit the definition of the relationship that That's you were so with. Tough. But you continue to do it Crazy. because you felt like you had to. That's good. Oh, that's my friend from way back when. Right. That's my family though. Oh well, I don't know. I just can't let them go. Like I really think, like you know, they're they're gonna check this box soon. Like they're gonna get there. Right. Or nah, bro. Like I'm telling you, like bro. I know she ain't been in the church, but I'm t- I'm telling you, bro. Like I mean, she's getting. It doesn't fit, mm. and it causes tension. So that's why it's important because every relationship requires definition. So you have to understand these types of love, so you know which type of love to give to the type of relationship in which you are in, because you can't mix these different four exactly um in any of these and so that's why i would say that kind of like what i thought about when i'm thinking about these different types of love okay that's cool but why is it important and it's because of that and um under understanding like these different loves do um apply to different people in your life and being very intentional very intentional vigilant and insightful about that and how that fits to everybody around you right exactly hmm yeah, no, that's a good point. I think even when you're mm. thinking about the definition of love, you have to also think about the role that it actually plays in a relationship. And I think personally, love is required in these relationships, but the relationship isn't just love. You know, I look at it like a car. I think I think the love is the fuel that makes it go. But you still have to put your foot on the pedal. You know, you, st- you still have to steer it. You know, a car full of gas can still get in an accident if it's not steered correctly. If the dri- driver ain't on his toes, you know, mm, so right. it's, it's, it's important that you understand the role that love plays it it makes it go but you still have to put some work in a little bit so yeah no yeah and i was gonna make a point i was just gonna say that i don't know this may be controversial who knows but we <laughs> hear now we hear now um that love isn't enough okay love isn't enough i'm hearing you i didn't say god's love isn't enough let me be very clear about that. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about within the context of a relationship and making a relationship work and its longevity and where we talk about this process, right? It's not enough. Mm. How many people have gotten divorced and signed papers, yet we're still in love? How many people have broken up with someone, looked him dead in the face and said, this isn't going to work. This is it. I'm done. Yet both were still madly in love so that lets me know not the only indicator but let's give you guys an example that lets me know that love ain't always the x factor right and i think we make it like you said it's the totality of everything and i'm not diminishing love because it's a beautiful thing that's not what we're doing it is beautiful we love love exactly but in terms of the context of relationships and making them work and the role it plays in a relationship specifically in this context, I think you have to think about the fact that it takes a lot of other things. 
And I think the biggest part of like, okay, yeah, we're in love, but can we communicate? Can we work out disputes? Can we evolve with one another? Can we make ourselves compatible for each other and our purpose and what God's calling us to? Those are the questions you have to ask and the things you also have to focus on along with love. And ironically, if you focus on those things, that's going to cultivate and build more love. And so, um, it's kind of going back to what Jordan says. Like you still have to steer it. I mean, you still kind of have to communicate. You still got to set boundaries. You got to set goals. You still have to let learn one another and evolve and grow with one another in relationships. And we're thinking more romantically and even in friendships, right? Like, yeah, I love you, but I can't grow with you. Mm. Right. So if they're not, if you know, if that, I know that's happened to me before. It's like the love is there. I got friends that I, I got friends or, you know, those who were my friends and in my inner circle that I, I continue in love to this day, mm-hmm. but they're no longer a part of my life. Right. Why? Because they decided they didn't want to grow anymore. So when we're thinking about that, it takes a lot more. It's not just love. You know what I mean? That keeps a connection or an intimate bond and a role in a relationship. It takes yeah. a lot to understand, like wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of each other, our purposes that makes it go. So when we're thinking about this idea of love and the topic of it, I think that's also something to understand in the context of relationships is those other aspects are super, super important and vital to growing in that love for one another, right? Because if we're growing with one another, the more I learn you every single day, right? Different aspects of you and your personality and who you are and what God's calling you to. And that's what keeps it. When you're thinking about it, I think, I think Mark was telling us, it's like, yo, like as someone evolves, that makes you love them more because they're, they're changing. Mm, There's, there's an aspect of you. I always still have to learn and stay up to date with that keeps the romance. The romance there. Yeah. So what you got, what you got for, what you got for the people? You got anything else to leave them with, bro? What's Uh, What's What's your final remarks? Uh yeah, I got some. Um, I would say, hmm, just understanding that love is important. It is something from God. It is a beautiful thing, but understanding its true definition and putting it in its rightful place in terms of the role it plays in your relationships and the role it plays in your life. Yeah. No, that's a good fact. I guess what I'll say is like keeping God at the center. Um, I believe it's in First John four. It's like, and it says that he who does not love does not know God. So I think the product of our love is an aspect of our love, and showing it is a byproduct of knowing Him. And I think keeping Him at the center, and we're thinking about like the true definition of love. Ultimately, is like we're looking at you know that First Corinthians. 13 is always looking at it from a biblical point of view and you know interpreting it through that and keeping god at the center of even how we love other people right Uh, because ultimately it's going to happen through him so using your spirit uh, to guide you and how to love your significant other how to love your brother how to love your neighbor how to love your family because that's ultimately going to be the the driving force right in terms of you understanding how to express that love in different ways but using the power of the spirit to make sure it's enduring and it's everlasting and has that longevity to carry through right 
So that's what I would say. Always tap in. That's good. Always tap in. Tap in. Yeah. But y'all know what it is. We love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. But stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next yeah, week. Good one.